Welcome back to the show. Today we have a solo episode on why I love hypertrophy training. And I really enjoyed the last couple solo episodes. I've had some good feedback from you guys and I promised that I would do more of them and I have really been enjoying them. It's been really nice. Um, so today we're gonna talk about why I love hypertrophy training. And if you're not exactly sure what hypertrophy training is, you're gonna learn a little bit about it as I discuss why I love it. Um, because there isn't really some specific objective. You gotta do this many reps, you gotta do this many sets. It's, you know, hypertrophy training is uh, training for muscle growth in a moderate rep range with moderate loads and moderate volumes. Um, and you'll learn a little bit more about it when I go through these seven reasons because it's not any single objective thing. Um, it is a, a style of training with the goal of building muscle and that incorporates certain strategies that we will talk about today are, and those are for the most part the reasons I really like it. And so the first reason I love hypertrophy training is it's the best for muscle growth. Duh, if your goal is hypertrophy, which means growth of tissue in this context means muscle growth, if that's your goal, this is your best tool, right? Full stop. Um, if you wanna build muscle, you wanna change your physique, you wanna look more muscular, hypertrophy training is your best bet. Not circuit training, not cardio, not cross training, not CrossFit, hypertrophy training, lifting with weights for the goal of hypertrophy. It's kind of a boring one. It's kind of obvious. Let's get that one out of the way. It's like, oh, why do I love hypertrophy training? Because it's good for hypertrophy. Like, no shit. So next, um, I, I was trying to say that one of these reasons would be my favorite, and, and this might be it, but they kind of, kind of love all of these reasons. But hypertrophy training is movement agnostic. And what I mean by that is if you're a power lifter, you have to squat, bench, and deadlift. If you're an Olympic lifter, you know, you have to clean and jerk, you have to snatch. But for hypertrophy, there's no exercise that you have to do, right? You're not competing in anything that involves being really good at an exercise. And so, you know, you don't have to squat, you don't have to bench, you don't have to do any exercise. There's no exercise that's actually mandatory, right? You are free to pick movements that fit your structure, feel good on your joints, give you a good stimulus to fatigue ratio. Um, there's, you know, because you're not actually competing in something that requires you do a specific task, the options are kind of endless. I mean, you have a lot of versions that can accomplish a very similar thing in terms of getting a stimulus. Let's say you're, you know, um, you want to challenge the quads in the lengthened position because you know that working in the lengthened position is a good thing. You have so many options for that. It's not like, okay, like, yeah, I'm a power lifter and I can do the leg press and I can do some hack squat, but I have to barbell back squat because that is what I'm competing in. In hypertrophy, you don't have that sort of like mandatory movement that you have to do, which is really, really great. You can pick exercises, again, that fit your structure, your anthropometry, the way you're built. Do you have longer uh, femurs, shorter torso, whatever. Do you have poor ankle mobility, whatever. You can pick movements that fit your structure, feel good on your joints, and work muscles that you want to work. Right? You're not kind of pigeonholed into doing certain exercises, which is, is amazing. It's fantastic. It really frees things up. Um, People get really like, I have to deadlift, I have to squat, I have to barbell bench press. You don't have to do any of that stuff. And frankly, with those three in particular, you could make an argument that you'd be better off not doing them, but that's maybe a discussion for another day. Number three, third reason I love hypertrophy training is it is probably the most joint-friendly training of all kind of forms of training. Powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, all of this stuff. Training for hypertrophy is probably the most joint-friendly. Because good hypertrophy training means picking exercises that line up well for the muscles and joints you wanna work, emphasizes controlled tempos, and allows you to work in a really wide rep range provided you train close to failure, right? This lets you pick exercise variations and rep ranges that fit your joints or feel good on your joints. Again, you're not pigeonholed into using a barbell, 
right? A lot of hypertrophy training uses cables, uses machines, uses a variety of implements, and you can choose the ones that feel best on your joints. You can use, you know, maybe, again, powerlifting is about, you know, your best one RM, you know, doing sets of 20, 15, 10 are pretty non-specific for powerlifting, but for hypertrophy, you do have a wider range. You know, if you feel like doing skull crushers in the six to eight rep range really wrecks your elbows, but when you pick a slightly lighter weight in the 10 to 15 rep range, as long as you go close to failure, you don't have any elbow pain. You're free to make that sort of a decision. And so that's really freeing. Um, the point of like what makes a good hypertrophy exercise is one that lines up the, the force and the tension with the muscle and the fibers and the way that that muscle works and the way that, you know, the actual joint function works. And so picking exercises that are good for hypertrophy is also picking exercises that are joint friendly. Um, and obviously joint friendliness is not just down to exercise selection here, but from an exercise selection standpoint, again, you are free to pick exercises that feel best on your joints. You're free to do variations of exercises that feel good on your joints. You're, you're free to pick rep ranges that feel good on your joints, implements, whether it's cables or machines or dumbbells that feel good on your joints. And you, so you just have a lot more freedom. Not only do you have that freedom, but chances are exercises that are done, uh, in a way that line up well for certain muscles also line up really well for certain joint functions. The fourth reason I love hypertrophy, I was trying to get this done in 30 minutes, but we're already on four and we're at five minutes here. I might be motor mouthing. I had that espresso before we started. I might be motor mouthing, but whatever, a little shorter episode. It is what it is. Um, fourth reason I love hypertrophy is that it is a stimulus. I call it a stimulus sport, not a performance sport. What do I, what do I mean? What do I mean by that? What I mean is that it, the actual weight you lift on any given day isn't that important. When we're dealing with something like powerlifting, the actual weight on the bar is incredibly important. You can't really do powerlifting it with a very laissez-faire kind of go with the flow kind of, you know, just focus on working hard sort of mentality. You actually need the actual load on the bar to go up over time. Uh, and that needs to be the main focus because that is the main outcome you're trying to change is how much weight you can lift on the bar. Even if you're a little fatigued from a lot of hard training and you don't progress as you don't progress this week, uh, or you lift as much as you did last week, or you don't hit all the reps you did last week, it doesn't actually mean you didn't have a good stimulus for hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is about, I just think of hypertrophy in more of a, the general acquisition of a stimulus. What I mean is you got to do a lot of hard sets. That's like, I'm not saying that there, that's all there is for hypertrophy, but that's at the base, what it is, it's you got to do a lot of hard sets, right? You have a lot of freedom to choose a rep range. You have a lot of freedom to choose exercise variations. You have a lot of freedom to choose volume, a lot of freedom to choose how you organize the movements in terms of exercise order. You have a lot of freedom in terms of split. The one thing you absolutely have to do for hypertrophy is a lot of hard sets. And so what I mean is you have to get a lot of stimulus, but if you show up to the gym a little tired and you lift a little bit less last week, but locally you took that muscle close to failure maybe normally you can do 15 push-ups but today you did 13 push-ups it's not as big of a deal from a hypertrophy perspective acute performance isn't that big of a deal for hypertrophy now of course over the long term to continue to get hypertrophy adaptations you're going to continue to need to lift heavier over time not necessarily on any given day the actual load that you're lifting on any given day it's not that important for hypertrophy. It is important for things like powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, athletic pursuits, performance sports. Now I'm training for a half marathon right now, which is a performance sport, right? I'm performing 
trying to improve my specific performance at a task. And so while, you know, just getting it done is fine in my workouts for my half marathon, there is a little bit more importance placed on how fast I'm going, how many watts I'm putting out, what were my splits like? And there, there isn't as much room for it, just get it done, just go through the motions and make it hard. And, and I don't wanna be black and white here. Performance sports, there's still an element of just generally acquiring a lot of stimulus over time. But there is an extra layer of specifically what you're doing on the day-to-day is important. For hypertrophy, it's not that getting stronger over time is not important, it is. But on any given single day, single workout, your performance in terms of the actual weight you're lifting isn't that important. What matters is that you try hard and you get close to failure, right? So there's some nuance here. But the take home is that for hypertrophy, you can focus more on the effort side of things, going close to failure, doing a lot of hard sets, rather than the actual load on the bar any given day. It's more, there are more room for wins. Like if you're a bodybuilder, if you're a bodybuilder, a hypertrophy athlete, if you will, it's easier for you to travel to different gyms every day if you wanted to, uh, if you had to, and still get really jacked over time. It's not perfect, you know, going to the same gym, using the same machines, same order, like that, that provides some benefit in terms of continuity, but you could show up to every random gym every day with random new machines and you could get really, 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 really jacked and it wouldn't be as big of a deal. A powerlifter showing up to a new gym every day is gonna be more annoyed than a bodybuilder because the bodybuilder kind of just needs to get a lot of hard sets. It's like, you know, if this chest press is a little different, it's not that that doesn't matter at all. Again, it's not that it doesn't matter at all. It just doesn't matter as much for the for the bodybuilder who says, you know what, I need to take my pecs close to failure three times on a horizontal press and whatever. It's not as big of a deal for the bodybuilder. The powerlifter is going to be a little bit more particular because what they're actually doing, the actual load on the bar is important for performance sport. But for hypertrophy, any given day, man, it's a little bit more about just acquiring a stimulus. And again, I'm saying the same thing over and over in slightly different iterations and sometimes verbatim here. But what this comes down to for me is if I'm traveling or you know if I didn't get great sleep last night or if I train fasted today when I normally don't, and I happen to be a smidge less strong or I'm using a new piece of equipment and I'm not exactly sure how to equate loads from my home gym, it doesn't matter as much. Like you can find solace in the fact that if you grab a pair of dumbbells and you curl until your biceps hurt, then you kind of check the box for the day. Like that's kind of good enough. You can kind of just focus on the effort side of things. But if you're a performance athlete, the load on the bar matters. The the splits and the speed you're running matters. Um, it matters more on an acute basis than for hypertrophy. And I find that really calming because focusing on my effort is one thing I can very much control. You know, acute variables that shift how strong I am on any given day, a little bit less in my control. But I can show up and say, hey, I'm gonna do a horizontal row today and I'm gonna keep going till it hurts. And I'm gonna do that three times. And doing that is less of a less of a downside for hypertrophy, a little bit more of a downside for let's say performance sport within a resistant training context, but also athletic and, and cardiovascular endurance pursuits. Reason number five that I love hypertrophy is it is likely the best training to improve mobility. Um, that might be hyperbolic, that it's the best training to improve mobility. Uh, do I think that's hyperbolic? I don't think that's hyperbolic. 
I think that I think I would stand by that. If you had it, listen, if we're talking about different modalities of resistance training, we're talking about hypertrophy training, Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, circuit training, group fitness. If we're talking about those buckets, yeah, hypertrophy training is the best for for mobility. Um, and and let's talk about that just for a second here, uh, because you guys have heard me talk a little bit about mobility on this podcast before. Here's the deal. You don't wanna just be more flexible. Like I can touch my toes, like who gives a shit? That's not super relevant. Like flexibility is let's say the ability to access certain ranges of motion. I can touch my toes. But what really matters is you want to be strong in that range of motion, right? You want to be strong in the ranges of motion that you can get into. And so even if you're more like, like the best way to improve your range of motion and to be strong there is to do both those same things at the same time, is to expose the muscle to a long length, right? And train it there. And that's like literally what the definition of hypertrophy training is, right? You want to lengthen your muscles, right? Or expose the muscle to long lengths or stretch the muscles and joints under load through a full range of motion. Like that's literally what resistance training is. Exposing the muscle to long lengths stretching it under load, right? Through a full range of motion and gradually increasing that over time as you get stronger, as your nervous system allows for a little bit more range of motion. Um, The best way to do that is with lifting. Stretching, static stretching, and I'm not polarizing it as if there's nothing else out there, but when we talk about being more flexible, who cares if you can touch your toes? What you wanna do is you wanna be able to be strong in ranges of motion. And so you can do both of those at the same time. You can increase flexibility and you can increase strength in those ranges of motion by lifting weights. If you just static stretch, yeah, maybe you increase some of your range of motion, but you haven't developed any strength there. And so, if it, you know, oh, I didn't want this to be a big mobility question here, but it, and the question, oh man, here's what happens with mobility because people are like, well, you know, if I stretch more, I get more flexible. And I'm like, okay, but what was the end goal of that stretching? People are like, well, I don't want to get injured as much, right? There's no study on planet earth that links static stretching and a reduction in injury risk. None, zero. Um, I want to improve recovery, zero studies, zero, um, that link static stretching and improved recovery. In fact, it, the only recovery promoting thing about stretching is if you find it relaxing and calming. Every minute you spend stretching, I'd rather you spend it lifting, walking, or sleeping. They are better for recovery. They're better for your end goal, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, I didn't want that to be a big rant on mobility. I'm not anti-mobility. I think there's better use of your time, that's all. If your goal is to improve your mobility, I would look first at the way you're executing movements, what movements you're executing them, the volume which you're doing them, the tempo with your with which you're doing them. Uh, I'd, I'd probably have you walk more, sit less, you know, get up and move more throughout the day, sleep more, focus on your nutrition. Like I wouldn't be like, yeah, you really, you really got to hold these static stretches for three to five minutes at a time. That That's going to reduce your injury risk or improve your back pain. There's just none of that. That's just not something that we see in the research. Cool. Uh, the sixth reason I love hypertrophy training is, it, again, when we're comparing it to things like Olympic lifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, circuit training, group fitness, it has a lower systemic fatigue. And we'll talk about what I mean by that. But unless you're pushing your volume, the amount of hypertrophy training that you're doing to the absolute limit, 
right? Unless you're a pro bodybuilder whose goal is to push your volumes, to dedicate as much time to, to hypertrophy training as possible, you probably have room for other stuff in your life in terms of fatigue cost. What I mean is that, you know, hypertrophy training is best done with exercises that provide a high degree of stability, that are low in fatigue cost. A good hypertrophy exercise is something like a chest supported row over a barbell back or a barbell bent over row. Is something like a hack squat over a back squat. It's like a leg press over a back squat. Um, is something like a, 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 a no cheek curl with your elbow pinned back instead of a free weight curl, whatever. Those are like, when you add stability to an exercise, you're increasing the stimulus to fatigue ratio because you're decreasing the fatigue cost and also allowing you to take that muscle closer to failure. Um, and so what we see here is that if you do four days of CrossFit, I'll tell you right now, if you do four days of CrossFit or four days of hypertrophy training, the CrossFit is way more fatiguing. And I would say for some benefit, of course, of course, CrossFit provides some benefit that hypertrophy training does not. But if someone's doing four days of hypertrophy training, they also want to do a couple days of cardio, that to me feels more realistic than, hey, I'm doing four days of CrossFit and I still, and I wanna add more on top of it. Four days of CrossFit is gonna be more fatiguing than four days of hypertrophy. Hypertrophy can give you a really great stimulus in terms of muscle growth and strength building, which we'll talk about in a second, without it being super fatiguing, right? And so it's less fatiguing, hypertrophy training, than a lot of these other forms of training, which leaves room for some recovery from other things you might want to do. Run, bike, wrestle your kids, play with your dog, whatever. And so what I find is that you can get a really nice, robust hypertrophy stimulus. You can build muscle without having a program that really runs you into the ground. You know, if you do four days of orange theory, it's fucking you up way more than four days of hypertrophy training. And four days of hypertrophy training has all the benefits we were just talking about. Better for muscle growth, um, better for, you know, mobility, better for joint health, movement agnostic. Um, and so if you're looking to do multiple things, if you're looking to do hybrid training, right? I mean, you can do hybrid with powerlifting and you can, everything can be done. Um, but if you're someone who, is either already up against it in terms of fatigue, you're already somebody who's feeling very fatigued lately, maybe you are a new parent or you're a stressful job or you're just going through it right now, hypertrophy training is probably easier to fit in than you know, whatever it is, group fitness, powerlifting program, whatever. And I think, I wanna be clear, I think you can fit in, it's all contextual, right? I'm not saying you can't, powerlifting's so fatiguing, you can't do anything powerlifting. No, that's not true, not true. Um, but the, it's, the irony is like, it's not even ironic, like the point of hypertrophy, the point of exercise selection for hypertrophy is optimizing the stimulus to fatigue ratio, the amount of benefit you get for the fatigue cost you pay. And so just by the definition of absorbing and implementing like a hypertrophy lens through which you choose exercises, you are reducing fatigue, provided you're not trying to, provided you're not somebody who's trying to maximize volume. If you're just a regular person, chances are hypertrophy training is a really good bang for your buck in terms of stimulus for the fatigue cost you pay for how tiring it is. It's not as tiring as some other stuff and you get a really good return. When you do that, you might have room for other stuff in your life. I'm living that right now as somebody who's still able to train four days per week for hypertrophy, albeit with lower volumes, and I'm making room for six cardio sessions a week, and I'm still not overtraining. If I was doing four orange theories a week, I sure as shit wouldn't have the fatigue cost or the fatigue uh, kind of capacity left over to spend that on six cardio sessions. And number seven, the reason I love hypertrophy training is 
you can still pursue strength goals at the same time. Like a lot of people, and I, I, I say this because I've had people who are like, um, I didn't really like hypertrophy training because I really wanted to focus on getting stronger. It's like, what the fuck were you doing in your hypertrophy training if you weren't focused on getting stronger? Like, yeah, we don't do a lot of one rep max training in hypertrophy. Like, you're not gonna do heavy singles, heavy dumbbells, doubles. Now you could if you were doing a mix of hypertrophy and powerlifting, like power building, whatever. But yeah, we're not gonna do a lot of heavy singles. But a lot of people have this like, I'm not saying this in a condescending way when I use the word emotional. It's not condescending. I mean it just the way that it means. An emotional attachment to wanting to get stronger. They enjoy getting stronger. They like seeing the load on the bar go up. They like, you know, they feel good when they're when the numbers go up. You should be doing that for in your hypertrophy training. Like the like what like I have a group of hundreds of people and all we do is stress trying to do a little bit more load, a little bit extra rep here or there over time. Like the point, like even when you're lifting for muscle growth, guess what you're trying to do? You're trying to lift more weight over time. You're just doing it with exercises that fit hypertrophy mold more. You're doing it in a more moderate rep range. You're doing it with machines and cables instead of you know other mandatory exercises. You're doing it in a more joint friendly way, but you're still trying to get stronger. Like, yeah, people are like, I really, you know, I didn't want to do hypertrophy. So I really wanted to focus on getting stronger. I'm like, you should be doing that while you're training for hypertrophy. You should be focused on getting stronger. I mean, that, that literally is what you're focused on on a week to week basis. I know we had a chat a couple comments ago about, about the weight on the bar isn't as important for hypertrophy. That is true in an acute sense. But over time, your goal, I mean, every person who trains for hypertrophy should be trying to get stronger, trying to add a little bit of weight or reps here and there as you gain muscle and get stronger. Like training for hypertrophy, you will get maximum muscle growth. Like obviously by definition, the word is hypertrophy. That's the goal. You will also get really strong. You will also get a lot stronger than you are right now. Training for powerlifting, training to get the absolute strongest you could be, you will get stronger faster, but you'll get less muscle growth. You, you, you will, of course, get some muscle growth, by the way. I don't want to make it seem like powerlifting programs don't build muscle. They sure as shit do. They just... Hypertrophy training, best for building muscle, good for getting stronger. Powerlifting, best for getting stronger, good for building muscle. I also think... This opens up a larger discussion that I'm, I'm trying to conceptualize in my head. Like, what does what is stronger? What is strength? Like, what do you mean? People are like, oh, I, huh, I'm not bitter about this. It's gonna sound like I'm bitter, but somebody has messaged me before in the year and a half that I've had this group training, and they're like, oh, I left the program because I really wanted to focus more on getting stronger. And I'm like, what do you mean by getting stronger? Do you mean doing the squat bench deadlift for a one rep max? Is, is that what you mean by stronger? Or do you mean I want to get stronger at my eight rep chest supported row? Like you should be getting stronger, you know, every week, every month in a hypertrophy program. You're just getting stronger in air quotes in the context of a more moderate rep range with exercises that are better for your joints, better for building muscle. Like what is strength? Yeah, that, that one, that's another, that's a whole podcast. But like, I'll whet your appetite with that. Like, what is strength? What do you mean? You're like, I want to get stronger. At what? Like, at what? Instead of saying stronger, say, I want to squat, bench, and deadlift. Or I want to increase the amount I can I can lift on a deadlift in one rep. Like, that is not strength. That is just strength in that context. Strength is not one thing. It is contextual. I want, you know what I want to do? I want to get stronger at my 20 rep leg press. 
I want to be able to lift more weight in my, you know, if strength is just lifting more weight, then you need to know in what exercise, in what rep range. And so, yeah, that one always kind of gets me where it's like, yeah, yeah, we don't, listen, we don't traditionally squat, bench, and deadlift in my program. They're not, we do some of all of them, right? We do some of all of them. We occasionally barbell bench, we occasionally barbell squat, especially if you don't have other options. Um, and we do a ton of RDLing. But if that's what you mean by I want to get stronger, I want to do those movements, let's call that what it is, is you want to squat, bench, deadlift. That's not, those aren't strength training exercises. They're just what they are, which is a squat, bench, deadlift. All right, I'm going to get me, going to get me ranting on this here. Um, because that one kills me. I want to focus more on strength. What the hell were you doing in your hypertrophy training program? Were you not focused on getting stronger the whole time? Like, what were you doing? Um, Cool. Love you guys. I'll run through these again real quick. What are the seven reasons I love hypertrophy training? It's the best for muscle growth. It's movement agnostic. You can pick exercises that fit your structure, that you execute well, that feel good, that have a good SFR, that feel good on your joints, you know, that are, um, that allow you to use equipment that's more available in your gym. You're like, oh, I don't have a chest press. Great, you can do a different movement. It's not a big deal. It's the most joint friendly form of resistance training because it is movement agnostic and because you can put a joint friendly, you can put your joint friendly foot forward in terms of like how you're picking exercise. It can be your North Star of how you pick exercises where that can't be your North Star if you're a powerlifter. You just have to barbell bench press, you have to deadlift. So they kind of go hand in hand. Um, hypertrophy training is a stimulus sport, not a performance sport, meaning you can really focus on the, the working hard part. Even if you didn't progress this week or you lift at a new gym and you're not sure if the weight's the same, if you just worked really hard, if you just took the target muscle close to failure, you're mostly doing it. For performance sport, the actual weight that is on the bar, the actual speed that you're running, the actual weight that you're lifting, whatever, in an acute sense is a bit more important. Hypertrophy training is great for mobility because in order to improve mobility, we want to expose muscles to long lengths. In order to, in order to get strong there, we want to load them at those long lengths, which is literally verbatim what you want to do for hypertrophy. Hypertrophy programming and exercise selection in general has a lower systemic fatigue, um, meaning that for hypertrophy, we want to, we want to pick exercises that, that provide more stability, which means they're less taxing on our bodies, which means you might be able to train hard for hypertrophy and have room from a fatigue perspective for other things in your life, which I find invaluable, frankly. Um, and number seven is you can still pursue strength goals. You know, people get, oh, I wanna get stronger. It's like, you should be getting stronger, not only like indirectly, you should be focused on getting stronger in your hypertrophy training program. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you guys for all the support in terms of these solo episodes. I've really been enjoying them and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.